Now in the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some rulings. إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ Indeed, He has only forbidden upon you. Meaning, all good things are permissible for you to eat, O believers. So eat them, enjoy them. But there are some restrictions. There are some guidelines. Meaning, there are some things that you cannot eat. So what are those things that you cannot eat? The things that Allah has made unlawful for you. And what are those things? Al-Maytah, first of all. So let's look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden upon us to eat. First of all, Al-Maytah. Maytah is from the root Mim Wauta. Maut is death. And Maytah is a dead creature, a dead animal. So Maytah refers to an animal that has died. Okay? An animal that has died without legal slaughter. What is legal slaughter? The way in which we're supposed to slaughter animals. Okay? There's a particular way that we have been taught to slaughter animals. So if an animal dies without being slaughtered properly, what is that animal? What is that animal? Maita. Okay? Now, how is an animal supposed to be slaughtered? Do you know? How is an animal supposed to be slaughtered? You're supposed to slaughter it by cutting a particular part of the neck. You don't just go and say, okay, let me just fight the animal and, you know, take the knife and, you know, chop its leg and then the other leg and then just cut it from the middle. You don't murder the animal. Okay? You slaughter it, which means that there is a particular way. A certain part of the neck has to be cut very swiftly with a sharp knife. Why? So that the animal dies quickly and the blood also is expelled from the body. Okay? It's a very quick way and it's a very efficient way also. Alright, so this is one condition. What's another condition of slaughtering properly? The name of Allah has to be mentioned. Okay? The second thing is that the name of Allah has to be mentioned. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly says that do not eat the food on which the name of Allah was not pronounced. وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا مِمَّا لَمْ يُذْكَرِ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ Alright? The third thing is that the person slaughtering the animal must be who? Either a Muslim or someone from the Ahlul Kitab. Who are the Ahlul Kitab? People of the book. So Jew or Christian or Muslim. You understand? So basically these are three things. So if one of these three conditions is not met, like for example a Muslim does not slaughter the animal properly. He electrocutes the animal and the animal you know, dies. He didn't slaughter it. He didn't do dhibh. Then that animal is not lawful. You understand? Yes. Okay. Hunting is different. Okay. Hunting is mentioned in Surah Al-Ma'idah. Alright. In the sixth surah. And in that we learn that even when it comes to hunting, when you shoot the arrow or you shoot with the gun, you have to say, Bismillah. Or when you release the bird, or you send the dogs, your hunting dogs, you release them. As you release your weapon, whatever that weapon is, you have to say, Bismillah. So here, Maita is mentioned. So Maita, we cannot eat. Secondly, what them? Blood. Blood also, we cannot eat. It's forbidden on us. What does it mean by blood is forbidden on us? Does it mean that if you were eating chicken, and you opened it up, you took the meat off, and then you saw some blood... 
You're like, oh my God, this is haram. Mom, you're giving me haram food. Blood is not just any blood. This is blood that has been spilled. Meaning flowing blood. Okay? Like for example, an animal is slaughtered and the blood is collected in a cup. Can you drink that blood? No. Can you take like a cup of animal blood and mix it in milk or something like that? Don't do that. Can you take some kind of blood and put it in smoothie because it's, you know, iron rich, nutrient rich. Can you do that? No, you don't do that stuff. People do that. Yeah. So this kind of blood is not allowed. But if you find blood in the meat that you're cooking, okay, in the meat that you're grilling, in the meat that you are preparing, that blood, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you should eat it. I mean, it's up to you. But if it ends up on your plate or something, don't throw the whole food away. Okay? So dam, blood, is also forbidden. Then, walahmal khinzir, the flesh of the swine, of the pig. Some people, you know, they're so funny. They're like, okay, flesh of swine is forbidden. Bones or not? Well, use your common sense. Should everything be listed over here? The bones and the feet and the nails and the teeth and the head and the hair and the, and the this and the that. I mean, yes, you could use bones for making uh, bone broth or something like that. But, I mean, you slaughter an animal, you cut an animal. Why? For its meat. That's the main goal. Isn't it? So, lahmal khinzir, it doesn't just mean that only the flesh is forbidden. No, all of it is forbidden. You can't eat it. Okay? وَلَحْمَ Then, وَمَا أُهِلَّ بِهِ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ What else is forbidden? That which was offered sacrificially to someone other than Allah. Now look at this word, uhilla. It's not uhilla, it's uhilla. Okay? And uhilla is from ha, lam, lam. Hilal. What is hilal? Not halal. Hilal. Yes, hilal is a name, but it's crescent moon. Right? Now, the crescent moon, what does it mark? What does a crescent moon mark? Beginning of the month. This is why sighting the crescent is such a big deal when Ramadan is approaching. Isn't it? So, once the moon, once the crescent is sighted, is seen, what happens? Announcement. Today, people take to Twitter or things like that to announce that the month of Ramadan has begun. For example, but back in the day when there was no social media, what would happen? People would yell out. Okay? They would yell out that the new moon has been sighted, the month has begun. So from this, ihlal is to raise one's voice. This long story I'm telling you, why? To tell you the meaning of the word ihlal, which is to raise one's voice. Okay? To raise the voice. Now the thing is that when an animal is being slaughtered, you're supposed to say the name of Allah. Why are you supposed to say the name of Allah? Because you are shedding blood. You are taking a life. I mean, you guys probably don't see at Eid how animals are slaughtered. But if you've done this Eid in a Muslim country, maybe you've seen how animals are slaughtered? No? I grew up in Pakistan and trust me, every Eid at the time of slaughtering the animals, I would just go hide in the bathroom. Seriously. I was too attached to my goats. 
I loved the goats. I loved the sheep. The goats more than the sheep because sheep are more smelly. But anyway, it's just really heartbreaking, you know? That okay, this goat, you are slaughtering. You're killing it. You are shedding its blood. You are finishing its life so that you can eat meat. Now this is not something small, isn't it? Who does this animal belong to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you know what that means? You cannot eat it without mentioning the name of Allah. When you mention the name of Allah when slaughtering it, then you're doing it the right way. And if you don't mention the name of Allah, then that's not okay. That you cannot eat. You understand? So the rule is that you must mention the name of Allah when slaughtering the animal. So ma uhilla li Allah is the animal which when it is being slaughtered, someone else's name is being mentioned. Because you see, slaughtering the animal is a religious ritual. Write this down. It's a religious ritual, an act of worship. This is why we're told, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ وَالنُّسُكِ My prayer and my sacrifice are for Allah. My prayer and my sacrifice. Sacrifice means slaughtering the animals, therefore Allah. Because these animals belong to Allah. They'll only be lawful for us when Allah's name is mentioned. So this is a religious act of worship. And an act of worship should only be done for who? For who? An act of worship should only be done for who? Allah. When you're making dua, who do you make dua to? Allah. When you give sadaqah, who are you giving that sadaqah for? Allah. So likewise, when you're slaughtering an animal, who are you doing it for? Allah and Allah alone. Now, people in Arabia, what they would do is, when they would slaughter an animal, they would slaughter it for the sake of their idols. To please an idol. They would take it to a grave, for example, and they would try to please the person in the grave. Okay? So if an animal is slaughtered in that way, then is it permissible for us to eat? No. So وَمَا أُهِلَّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ So this is what is forbidden. Okay, fishing is different. Okay? Fishing is different. Why? Because fish, you cannot slaughter. Okay? You cannot slaughter fish. Fish are such that the moment you take them out of water, what's going to happen? They'll die. Isn't it? So you don't have to slaughter fish. I mean, isn't that a blessing? I mean, fishing would be impossible then. People just go put their nets in the water and then catch hundreds of fish in one go. Imagine if they had to slaughter every fish one by one. Fishing would be impossible. So this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy on us that for sea animals, you don't have to slaughter them. Now look at this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said that we were allowed two dead animals and two kinds of blood. So he mentioned the exception. Two kinds of dead animals are allowed for us. Which ones are they? Fish and locust. Hmm. Locust. What are locusts? Exactly, bugs. They're like giant grasshoppers. Yeah. Don't say ew. Who's gonna eat it? People eat it. I mean, you get these, you know, like a mix of nuts and chips and all of that. So they even have locusts in that sometimes. Alright? So locusts are permissible. Now the thing is that locusts, like for example, they come in a swarm. 
okay, in a swarm, like meaning many, many of them come together. And then in the heat, what you see is that once the swarm goes, you see many of them roasted. Alright? Meaning they have died because of the heat, and so they have kind of baked in the heat. Alright? They're kind of roasted, they're kind of crunchy. And it's permissible. Okay? So these are two dead animals that are permissible. As for the two types of blood which are permissible, they're the liver and spleen. Now liver and spleen, two organs, if you think about it, what is the spleen you're asking? It's an organ which produces and removes blood cells. Okay? Now even the liver, if you've seen it, it's very gooey. It's like jelly almost. Have you seen it? It's almost like jelly. It's like blood that has been congealed. That's what it looks like. But you can eat it. It's permissible. It's a fish. So it doesn't matter whether it's a whale or a shark or an anchovy or a big fish or a small fish, purple fish or an orange fish, right? Any fish, any color, any type, you can eat it. So when it comes to seafood, remember that any creature whose place of birth meaning it is born there and its habitat, it lives in the water, it's supposed to live in the water, then that food is permissible. Even if it can survive outside of water. But because it needs water to live, that's where it's born, that's where it lives, you're allowed to eat it. Now this verse is not really about seafood. Okay, Let's focus on the things that are mentioned over here. Remember that this list that is given is not exhaustive. It doesn't include every forbidden food, but the main ones are mentioned here. So these foods are impermissible. فَمَنِ غَيْرَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whoever is compelled while not desiring the food. فَمَنِ اضْطُرَّ is from ضَادْرَ And basically اضْطِرَار is when a person is compelled to do something that they don't want to do. But they're forced by their circumstances, by their situation. They don't have any other option. They don't want to do it, but they're kind of being forced to do it. So whoever is forced to eat what is unlawful, meaning his situation is such that he cannot avoid the unlawful food. But there is a condition here. He should not eat that unlawful food as baghin wala adin. Baghin from Baghin Ya. Baghin is one who likes or wants something. So he should not want to eat the haram food. Wala Adin. Adin, Aindal Wow. One who transgresses the limit. So he eats more than what is needed. Fala itma alayhi, then there is no sin on him. So here a very important exception is being given. That if a person is in a situation where he's being forced to eat haram food, then how should he eat it? With two conditions. What are those two conditions? First of all, he should not want to eat that haram food. He should not be like, finally, I get to taste alcohol. Finally! Yeah, finally, I get to experience what pork really is like. No, he should not eat with that feeling. He should not eat with that feeling. Some of you might be like, well, it doesn't happen. Actually, it happens with people. Where they're in a situation where 
For example, I remember meeting a young person who had an eating disorder. And they had to be admitted into a program at the hospital where they didn't really have a choice. They had to eat certain foods. And they inquired about if they could get halal food, but they were not provided any halal food. So imagine this was even more difficult for them. Firstly, they're suffering from an eating disorder. And secondly, as a Muslim, they're being forced to eat something that's haram. Double difficult. Eventually, the staff agreed and they gave them the halal food. But this person came to talk to me. And I explained to them that, look, this is uturra ghayra baghin. You're eating it, but don't like that food. Eat it with you know, a state of dislike that I don't want to have it. But I'm being compelled by my condition. So don't like it. Secondly, just eat what is sufficient. Like for example, if a person is at the verge of dying, and they must eat something to stay alive, and they only found a dead animal, and they must eat a piece of it. Okay, they eat a piece of it, they don't eat all of it. You just eat what's enough to save you. Alright? وَلَا عَادٍ فَلَا إِسْمَ عَلَيْهِ Then there is no sin on him. And we should apply this in general to everything in life also. Because sometimes you are put in a situation where you are forced to take what is unlawful. But when you take the unlawful, don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. Dislike it from your heart. Remember what the Prophet ﷺ told us? That if you see evil, stop it. Right? Stop it with your hand. If not with your hand, with your mouth. And if you cannot even do that, then at least consider it evil. Where? In your heart. And only indulge in as much as will save you. فَلَا إِسْمَ عَلَيْهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Indeed, Allah is forgiving and merciful. Forgiving towards who? Towards the person who has eaten the haram food. Out of compulsion. And merciful? How is He merciful? Because He has given this allowance. Imagine if we were not allowed to eat Haram food in a state where we're close to death. What would happen? Exactly, a person would die. So isn't this Allah's mercy? That He has given this exception? So in these two verses, first of all we learned about eating what is good for you. And then secondly, we learned about the foods that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made unlawful for us. Meaning we're not allowed to eat them. Now one thing before we continue is that sometimes we make lawful and good things unlawful for ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? That sometimes we make lawful and good things unlawful for ourselves. And then what happens is that this also affects our body. You know, as human beings, we need both vegetables, fruits, rice, grains, etc. And we also need meat. So many people, in the name of being pro-animal rights, etc., what will they do? They will say, I have become a vegetarian. Hmm? Be conscious and be careful when you're eating meat and don't indulge too much, but don't make eating meat something bad. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to eat meat. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to eat meat. So don't think that eating meat is a bad thing. Eating too much of anything, eating something with greed is bad. Whether you're eating rice greedily, or you're eating vegetables greedily, or you're eating meat greedily. Wasting food, whatever it is, meat, vegetables, or rice, is all bad. 
but eating the different foods that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made lawful for us, eating them responsibly and eating them with moderation is something good. So don't think that being a vegetarian is going to make you a better person. You understand? I remember I found it very difficult to eat meat. When I was younger, I could not handle meat. I think it was because of my goats, right? In love of my goats, I just stopped eating meat completely. And then when I studied the Qur'an and I studied this verse, I realized that I was not really doing a good thing. If Allah has made meat lawful for me, who am I to make it forbidden upon myself? It doesn't mean that I have to eat meat every single day or with every single meal, but to eat it responsibly, in moderation, is something that is good, is something that I should do. So we need to be balanced over here. We need to stay away from these extremes. Once the Prophet ﷺ, because of a certain reason, decided that he was not going to eat honey anymore, there was an incident that happened. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed that, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِي لِمَا تُحَرِّمُ Why do you make unlawful مَا أَحَلَّ اللَّهُ لَكْ What Allah has made lawful for you. If Allah has allowed you to eat this, who are you to make it unlawful? So don't make halal food, tayyib food, unlawful upon yourself. Alright? Eat responsibly. Eat moderately. But eat the food that Allah has given you.